A warm welcome to the very first episode of Project Lab, a brand new podcast about tools, trends, and technology in work collaboration and project management, brought to you by PlanView. I'm your co-host, Jason Morio, based in Austin, Texas. And my name is Mia Nordborg. I'm located in the PlanView office in Stockholm, Sweden. It's very good talking to you, Jason. So who are we then? Jason, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure thing, sure thing. So as I mentioned, I'm here in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm a solutions marketing manager here for PlanView. Uh, I focus on the Project Place product line, and I've been with PlanView uh, for just shy of three years at this point. And how about you, Mia? Well, I've been around for quite some time working with the Project Place product. Um, I've been working with Project Place product for 15 years. Uh, well, I've been mainly developing and leading the customer relations uh, initiatives, uh, such as support, online help, training, video tutorials. And nowadays, I'm managing the customer experience team for Project Place. I'm also traveling around speaking at different seminars and events, uh, as well as making some webinars. Outstanding. So how has your day been so far, Mia? Any real-life project experiences to share with us today? Oh, well, today started really nice for me. I went out for a run to start off my morning, uh, and then I took the car into work um, to get ready with my team, working on the um, project that we're now launching with the Customer Success Center for Project Place. It's already been launched for Planvi Enterprise and True, uh, and now we're launching it for Project Place. So that's a really exciting uh, project. So uh, that's my day. How's your day been? Uh, not nearly as exciting as that. Uh, we just—it's more of a Stockholm uh, weather day here in Austin, Texas. We had some very epic storms last night, and uh, traffic was very slow getting here this morning. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. And now we're in here doing the podcast. So, <laughs> speaking of the podcast, why don't we why don't we share a little bit about the podcast, uh, Mia? Okay. So, what's the idea of this podcast? Well, we would like to explore the development within project and work management and look closer at how technology is supporting people in their daily work. And of course, ultimately, help us all to achieve our goals. Right. And about once a month, we're going to release a new episode that highlights current topics. Uh, we'll share some news and ideas, industry insights from thought leaders and experienced project managers. Development within this area is racing furiously, and we're going to use this forum to kind of ventilate or share uh, what's going on in the space. And in this first episode, uh, we can't perhaps make so much out of the past, but instead look into the future a little bit. And uh, 2016, well, it's still very fresh. Uh, we're only in March. Uh, and despite the renewed economic turmoil, uh, the transformation on how we work due to globalization, digitalization and new technology is moving forward. So, Jason, what do you see will be the trends we should look out for? Sure. One of the one of the big themes or trends that we're seeing is around visualizing work. And a lot of this is uh, kind of manifested in this growing trend or concept around Kanban and Kanban boards. And, and Kanban itself is not necessarily a new concept, but it is growing well beyond the areas where it originally started. 
uh, you know, Kanban is Japanese for uh, you know visual card. It's a it's an intuitive and simple, but very effective way to manage daily tasks. Uh, these can be typically set up on you know a physical whiteboard with post-it notes, um, but nowadays, you know that's all been digitized, and we have our tasks represented in you know as items in cloud-based software tools. And the Kanban board basically consists of cards, where each card represents you know whether it's an idea, a task, an issue, something that needs to be done or addressed. And the flow of work kind of is represented as moving the cards between the different columns on your Kanban board. And you can set your columns up in whatever way to represent your workflow. The classic setup is is usually something like, you know, the left-hand column is to-do, the middle column is doing or in progress, working on, uh, and then finally the right-hand column is done. And simply by looking at the boards uh, and very visually on inspection, you can see where tasks and work items are, where they're progressing, what state they're in, and if there are any potential bottlenecks. If you see a whole bunch of cards or items just stacking up in one column, then you might have a problem there. And so this is good because it promotes transparency and it's kind of a micro approach to big data. We're drowning in the amount of data that we produce today and the amount of tasks that we have to do. Uh, and many organizations just don't have the necessary tools to, to handle all this. So Kanban gives you a way to execute on work, but gives you a nice visual way to represent that work and see where things are at any given time. And, you know, Kanban started off in the, uh, in, the, in the manufacturing world, in the automotive industry world, actually originating from Toyota back in the day, uh, in their late 1950s, early 1960s. Fast forward to the 2000s, and when we had the kind of explosion of the agile phenomenon, uh, software development teams kind of glommed onto this Kanban concept that Toyota was using to manage the flow of parts through their manufacturing lines. And they saw an analog there. They said, well, okay, that kind of works for us too, because we're software development teams managing features and bugs and issues and things like that. But of course, it's the year 2000 something, and we're not going to do it with actual physical pieces of wood moving across some, you know, some, some physical wooden board. Uh, Let's do it in software. And so that's how kind of it's the, you look at a lot of the most impactful innovations that have happened throughout history are ones that start in one industry, but kind of hop over into other industries. And that's, that's kind of the phenomenon that's happening with Kanban started off in automotive in, in the automotive industry. Software developers kind of modernized it in the early 2000s for their purposes in, soft, in agile software development. But now, uh, you know, other parts of the organization are looking around at this Kanban uh, phenomenon, whether it's Kanban specifically or Kanban in the context of doing agile or lean or whatever it may be. And these other industry, these other uh, groups, groups like marketing, uh, HR, finance, professional services, they're saying, hey, you know what? Software developers shouldn't have all the fun. Uh, you know, we kind of like what's going on with Kanban there. Maybe we can adopt that and use that for our day-to-day work. And so that's kind of what we're starting to see here, kind of coming back to the original theme on this, is this phenomenon of Kanban that was, you know, if it helped Toyota, 
Uh, it's, it's helped software developers as they made that transformation into the agile and the lean boom. Uh, and it can help you as well because it's, it's something that mere mortals can, can, can adapt to and, and understand very readily. If you can manage things through digital post-it notes around, and, you know, stuck around your monitor on your desktop, then, you know, you can manage a Kanban board and you can get value out of it. Whether you're in finance, tech, you know, technical support, you're in construction, engineering, marketing, where, wherever you are, uh, you know, Kanban is something that can help uh, help you manage and prioritize and get things done. No, I, I actually get value out of the Kanban board every day because that, this is how we work here. It's uh, with the Kanban board managing all our day-to-day tasks, uh, where the teams are self-organizing around the board, uh, visualizing all the work that they have set out to do. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously very few of us work, uh, you know, in silos and only on our to-do list. We're always working with teams and other people. Uh, and those people may be, you know, right around the corner for us in the next cube or two. They might be in another department, in another building. They may not even be working. We, we may not be working with folks that are necessarily in our company proper. We're a lot of, we're, we're increasingly having to rely on virtual teams, contractors, consultants, designers, whatever it may be, you know, supplemental resources that we have to rely on as part of our virtual team to, to getting things done for our company. And so to that end, communication and collaboration is a very big thing that's important to this as well. And when you, when you take the concept of kind of social media elements and metaphors for communicating and collaborating, and then you kind of unite those and, and introduce those concepts to a software-based Kanban board, uh, like like one that Project Place has, like our product, then you get these behavioral mechanisms that shape positive behavior. Okay, you get visibility, you get feedback, you get the feeling of belonging uh, as part of a team. You can, you know, it's easier to share and work with using the tools and the different types of things that we do at home with tools like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You know like buttons, at references for direct messaging, using hashtags to kind of categorize and classify topically parts of conversations. This, When you blend those two technologies together, you mash up kind of social with Kanban, and you get a very, very interesting um, cohesive team environment that provides for a really outstanding modern way of getting work done in a modern workspace. So in addition, our ways of working are changing, yet our physical workspace environments are often remaining rigid, making collaboration harder. And really, this ties on to the next mega trend that I'm going to talk about, uh, which is the lean and agile principles. Uh, these principles are really a mega trend that's been around for some time, but we can see that they continue to gain ground. Uh, and the reason for this is because people are starting to realize that they need to work in a more efficient way and increase productivity. And what Jason just talked about, the enablement of the team, the increased engagement, all these are key factors to get a more efficient way and increase Productivity and it will show on the bottom line in the end of the day. So, um, the lean and agile principles are really gaining ground. And just two years ago, when I spoke about the, these principles in seminars uh, and I asked the participants, 
uh, well, in all of Europe, really, uh, how many uh, had worked with lean or agile principles before. I got an answer rate of maybe 10 to 20 percent. Uh, nowadays, just two years later, uh, I often get over 60 percent of the participants answering that they are working with lean or agile principles. And this is across the board. So it's nowadays not only even though lean began within the production industry and uh, agile started within uh, software development, uh, we can actually see these principles uh, available within uh, everything from healthcare to finance. And uh, you're using the principle depending on where in the organization you need to be more lean, which applies maybe more to processes, uh, standardized processes and such. And agile is more um, um, prominent within project work. Uh, but of course, many companies blend the two and use the best uh, of each. So uh, what is uh, lean and agile? Uh, Jason was really touching on that a little bit before. Uh, lean and agile principles are a set of values uh, to follow, uh, best practices to follow if you want to create a more efficient uh, and uh, higher value and a better value flow. And really Kanban comes from lean uh, principles like Jason mentioned and they created Kanban to create a better flow of value. So um, that's really what you want to achieve with both the lean and agile principles is to increase or maintain the perceived customer uh, value with less work. And for that of course you need to know what who is the customer? Uh, you also need to know what is their uh, perceived value to be able to deliver on this. And uh, well, there is a long description if I go into exactly what Lean and Agile stands for, because they have uh, a little bit different table of content, but they're very similar. But you find things uh, like efficiency as a measurement, and that is to increase and maintain the perceived customer value with less work effort. Uh, it's also you work with self-organized teams, and this is what you again connect back to the Kanban where you work with a self-organized team working self-organizing their work on their board so the board should represent the self-organized team and their work that they have set out to do uh, of course clean uh, very clear goals is important uh, when you work with lean and agile that you, everyone knows what is expected uh, and what the time frame is and then you work with a minimal viable product or mvp what is the minimum we need to do to produce this value to the customer uh, I won't go in much further to that. I'm sure we're going to come back to the Lean and Agile subject in this pod, uh, but I'm really excited to hear more from Jason about mobility. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, we, Mia, you mentioned it and I mentioned it in, the, in, in my first segment there about you know, the nature of what constitutes a team that we work with in our day-to-day -day lives, uh, you know, is, is really, is, it's quite different from what it's been in the past. You know, no longer are we worried about and concerned with where someone happens to be physically located, you know, geographically or whatever. Uh, th that's not, those aren't primary concerns anymore. I mean, look at us right now. It's, we're, we're on a seven-hour time difference, and we, you and I are, are putting this podcast together as one example. Um, you know, so, so as part of that trend, 
you know that that's not going to decrease. I mean, that is only increasing uh, this this kind of one the global economy, one world economy, working with folks in different time zones, different regions of the world. And, and to that end, that's what mobility uh, has both eased, but is also enabled uh, to, you know, and, and on kind of both sides of the coin there. And, you know, I was, I was talking with the CIO, uh, one of our customers, the CIO of a very large international hardware and software company. And he, came, he, was, he was fairly new to the company, started within the last year. And one of the things he heard from his team was a very, a very virtual team, multi-country, multi-geography team was saying, we need a new project management tool. And his first decree to his entire team there was, okay, got it. I hear you. Here are my, amongst the long list of requirements, kind of the Cliff Notes version of that was, we need a project management tool that is 21st century modern and it is social, mobile, and intuitive. Okay, so we've talked a little about social, intuitive, kind of, you know, it's self-explanatory, but let's look at that second one there, mobile, right? Social, mobile, intuitive. And, you know, being part of a technology company, he's the CIO of a large technology company. So not too surprising. Those folks are obviously... Uh, you know, among more of the progressive uh, in terms of, you know, technologies and innovation and all that. But even the most laggard industries, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, some some industry, you might be in an industry that maybe doesn't follow suit, uh, you know, as quickly with with rolling with the times here, maybe like legal or, you know, finance, insurance. Uh, but, you know, even even in those ranks and in those industries, mobile is increasingly I mean, saying saying mobile is important or at least relevant uh, at this point is pretty much like having a debate about whether the sky is blue. I mean, we all kind of agree it's happening. We all, we all know it's, you know, what its impacts are, especially for, you know, if you're working with those virtual teams and, you know, if you're, if you're stuck working with just two or three people in your cube, uh, you know, that's one thing, but that it's, it's, it's harder to find those folks these days than folks that are working more virtually and more collectively with more dispersed groups. And, you know, mobile, it, it's, you know, the fact is we are, we're all on the go. We all have family commitments. We're all trying to strive for that work-life balance. And sometimes work does bleed into our home lives, you know, whether that's by design or whether it's begrudgingly, uh, you know, it, it's a fact of life. And, you know, at least when you have something mobile where you're able to get to and access, you know, what you need to get to from your professional life, because a lot of times it's just like, ah, oh, it's like, you know, last night, <laughs> last night I had to leave early to go take my kids to baseball practice. And literally, as I'm packing up my bag, our CEO sends me an email with two questions in it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to wait eight hours to respond to that email, but I got to go get my kids ready for practice. So on my mobile phone, I'm able to respond to him, took care of that question, still got my kids to practice on time. Life is good. All right. So yeah, just a couple examples of there of of how mobile is impacting us. And while it's it's kind of enabling, at the same time, it's enabling work to kind of follow us around, but it's also making it easier for for us to address and kind of cope with that aspect of our lives that, let's face it, is kind of inevitable, isn't it? Absolutely. And uh, we can really see the mega trend here coming along with the great entrepreneurs uh, running companies that have airlines, for example, uh, going out saying uh, officially that uh, he's loosening the ties on his staff and they can choose when they work and they're on holiday as long as they deliver on their goals and uh, uh, take responsibility for their own delivery. And uh, this mobility, I think, uh, is just the beginning uh, of this mobility need when it comes to the 
life work balance that you were talking about but already we see it uh, uh, in our professional lives uh, collaborating with other companies and uh, being able to communicate both with employees within the company dispersed uh, globally uh, but also with other companies and enabling that work to flow easier so mobility is uh, very important to uh, enable uh, for a company uh, I'm going to finish off by talking a little bit about uh, Gartner's uh, bimodal IT trend. Uh, so Gartner is uh, talking uh, about something that they call bimodal IT. And according to Gartner, uh, this is the practice of managing two separate coherent modes of IT delivery. Uh, one that's focused on stability and the one, other one that is more focused on agility and business development. Uh, and uh, this is a fast-moving technique, but it has been in practice in some organizations for years. So this trend that they are identifying is some, actually something that they have identified already exists within companies. They just put a name to it. But uh, in my world, from the project place world, this already exists because it can actually also be applied to the way we work by combining traditional planning methods with agile execution of work. And that's something that Project Place already does. Uh, we have the unique working method implemented in the Project Place product where the plan that's traditionally only held on a project manager's computer, uh, only seen by that project manager and maybe some stakeholders. Um, but in Project Place, you can visualize it within your workspace for the project and uh, also connect the execution on your Kanban boards with the Gantt chart and the activities on the Gantt chart. So when the team are um, completing tasks in their Kanban boards, that's automatically reported back into the planning tool and visualized within the plan. And in a way, this is working bimodal. If you look at how they're describing the bimodal IT working model, but it's not only applicable for IT and IT projects. So uh, I would like to argue, and uh, some others with me uh, might argue uh, that organizations today are already being divided by providers of stability and infrastructure, the people who are planning and following up on the progress, and the teams driving the business forward. Uh, and I, th I think a lot of uh, organizations out there see this need. But who needs whose needs comes first? Well, I think that you need to provide for both of this. And this is really the trend that we see within Bimodal, that you need to provide tools that can cater to both the providers of uh, structure uh, and uh, infrastructure uh, and the teams that actually are driving the business forward and executing on those goals. So just a short summary uh, before we uh, thank you for today. Uh, today we have been talking about the trends uh, and how we work in 2016. Uh, Jason talked about work visualization with Kanban. I talked a little short about Agile and Lean principles. Uh, then Jason touched on uh, mobility. And last but not least, the bimodal IT. Thank you so much for listening to this hashtag first episode uh, of our Project Lab podcast. You can follow Project Place on Twitter. We are at Project Place. And you can find me on Twitter at JMProj, that's P-R-O-J, collab. 
and uh, I'm at Mianor, that's uh, M-I-A-N-O-R. Um, please send us questions, comments and ideas and please use the hashtag uh, Project Lab Pod. And uh, last but not least, try online collaboration for free at projectplace.com or visit the Project Lab blog at blog.projectplace.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.